gamma bomb in your face. An omega beam melting your brain. An optic blast bursting from your eyes. Ladies and gentlemen, dial those boom tubes to apocalypse. It's time for a crisis to end all podcasts. Welcome to Crisis on Infinite Podcast, episode number 47. My name is Kevin Knight. I'm the editor-in-chief of eatgeekplay.com, and with me this week is part-time S.H.I.E.L.D. agent and full-time Eat Geek Play writer, Jamie Rosales. How's things? Things are good. Stuff, yeah, things. Yeah. Well, so um, apparently the story goes something like this. George was on his way to Canada uh, to play, I believe, Toronto. Uh, their good, van, city, good city. Their van broke down. Um, they lost all power. And um, I think it's they're they're in the middle of like snowpocalypse almost, or something right. like crazy like that. Um, and I, th- from what I understood, their generator broke down as well, so there was no heat in the van. Oh, um, that sucks. So then they were late to that. Uh, I think something else happened, and you know, life on the road kind of sucks. So George couldn't make it. So I called you. All good, George. We're thinking of you. I'm just keeping your seat warm because I know it's probably butt freezing over there. So yeah, hope everything's okay now. Yeah, I mean their tour seems to be after a great start. It's getting you know great feedback, whatever. But yeah, <laughs> the podcast must move on. So you have returned. Uh, we've missed you. It's uh, it feels like a while. I feel like I've aged like 84 years or something. I'm like a lot wiser now. You're like, God damn it, I don't have to read so many comic books so quickly. Thank you. I know. I know. I, re- I watched all of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. the last time I was on. I never oh, even started we'll, that show. We'll get to that later. We'll get to that later. Don't don't, <laughs> okay. don't ruin the punchline here, babe. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Uh, so before we get into it, I do have to give an RIP out to uh, one, one of my favorite voice actors passed away over the weekend. Yes, the voice of Space Ghost, Mr. Gary Owens, passed away at 80 years old. Um, yeah, if I mean, not only was Gary uh, Gary Owens the the voice of Space Ghost, but I mean, you know, he did Batman and uh, he did just he. I guess he did 3,000 voices. Uh, That's from crazy. Roger Ramjet to Garfield. He was on Garfield and Friends, Fantastic Four, Eek the Cat. Uh, he was the voice of the Blue Falcon. Um, I mean, well, I I always remember him best from uh, from Ren and Stimpy as Powder Toast Man. Oh, that's that was right. like my yep. childhood thing growing yep. up. Uh, yep. So yeah, that was him. So uh, he worked on uh, Rocky Bullwinkle and Fractured Funnies. And, oh my god, just so much great stuff. The guy was just insane. There's some amazing footage out there of him actually doing vo- like like all these different voices at once. And oh yeah. It's sad. It's very, very sad. So, rest well, in peace. Well, he's lived a rest in peace, man. But you know, he's lived a long, fulfilling life and had a great career. You know, so yeah. I, there's all these. This is 
this is exactly it. This is the legacy he's left behind. And, you know, this is all, exactly. it's all part of it, man. It's all part of life. Yep. All right. Um, and really quick, just a, a quick reminder, we will be at uh, the Long Beach Comic Expo next weekend. Uh, that would be February 28th and March 1st. Uh, we've actually been asked to do the uh, Eat Geek Play podcast studio. So what we'll, I'm going to be doing is sitting down with um, Chris Claremont, Rachel and Terry Dotson, Ethan Van Skyver, Stan Sakai. Most importantly, though, is Chris Claremont. I'm going to be sitting down talking to Chris Claremont. This is the guy that, you know, he's responsible for, for creating the X-Men as we know it. So it's pretty incredible. Who are they, Kevin? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Uh, so <laughs> if you happen to, uh, you know, be around Long Beach, February 28th, March 1st, uh, stop by, say hello. Um, we'll be selling uh, Geeks Against Humanity. We're, we'll be playing Cards Against Humanity or, or Geeks Against Humanity um, on Saturday night as well. So uh, stop on by. Go get your tickets at uh, longbeachcomicexpo.com. And, uh, yeah. Or you can go to eatgeekplay.com and click on the banner there. Buy them through there. We, we, we get a little bit of scratch from that as well. So, Woo-hoo. Jamie, let's talk comic books. All right. What do we um, got? So what do you want to start with first? Um, well, there's a, a new term going around the DC offices. I just thought this was pretty funny. <laughs> uh, you've heard of planking before, right? Oh, yeah. I love planking. Well, that was their so... new term is batgirling. And what does that refer to? Basically, it's when you give your book a fresh or esoteric quality, uh, you know, and and that ignites new fans and lots of sales to a book that just like that's happened with uh, with Batgirl. So I just so basically stuff that comics should be doing regardless. Exactly. Exactly. What what Marvel's been doing for a long time now. (laughs) Pretty much. Um, Yeah. It's okay. It's all right. Batgirling is fine. Whatever. Yeah, I great Batgirl's great. Love it. This week's issue was was fantastic. You know, um, but it's just it's just funny. It's like, oh, so now we've got a, a new term, Batgirling. Maybe we can right. get it. Maybe we can get it in the dictionary. Kind of funny. Uh, <laughs> let's see. DC announced this week that uh, Jeff Johns has been um, demoted to one comic book ser- ongoing series, and that's it. Um, I guess he was writing way too much and. Uh, He's gone from he for a while. He was on Aquaman, Justice League, Green Lantern, Forever Evil, uh, Earth One, and Superman. Um, and his run on Superman is just about done, I believe, which is really really good. Uh, well, he is now just gonna do Justice League. So fun times. I wish I was reading really any of those books. Superman's worth reading, and I've never been a Superman fan. Uh, I, I just love it because John Romita Jr. is on it as well. You know, some I do pe- like him. Yeah. Some people hate it. Like they just absolutely hate Romita's work, uh, especially on such an epic book like like Superman. But I think it's just it's just awesome that he's a legendary artist and he got a great title like that. So. Well, that's what he. Uh, I mean, that's what he left Remender's Captain America for to work mm-hmm. on that. So. Yeah. And this is the first time yeah. that he's worked for DC in. Yeah. Ages. I mean, I don't, he's never been a serious DC artist, you know, I think he's just done like some fill in books here and there, but never on an ongoing. Right. Um, but, uh, don't worry. Uh, earth one Superman 
John's will still, you know, they've got these whole Earth One series that uh, Jeff's writing, um, both Batman and Superman. Uh, he'll still be doing those. Don't worry. They only come out once every like six months, anyways. So, um, woohoo! Yeah. What else we got? Um, do you want to talk about uh, Thor? Yes, let's talk about Thor. I, I didn't read. I haven't. I'm. I'm I missed last week's issue, what? and I, I I need to read it. It's just you know, <laughs> we've read a lot of stuff this week. Right. Yeah. It's uh. It, last issue was amazing. Uh. There's definitely a lot more hints now as to who it might be because I think George mentioned it last week. Thor actually, I mean, uh, yeah, Thor makes a list, and um, but we still don't know who uh, female Thor is. We have no, I mean, I mean, it's not, it's not uh, his mom, uh, but still no idea. And uh, looks like we're gonna get a reveal in May. Well. <laughs> It's a long time. I kind of want to know now. Yeah, I know. Make, uh, make Jason way, Aaron hurry up. Way to fucking stretch it out there. It's uh, Secret Wars. Let let us know the secret. You know, it, stop keeping secrets. Yeah, yeah. It's it's uh, it's kind of sad. Um, I I, I just it's like I, I want to just mm, I want to know right now. Like it's, it's, it, this was it, what what issue five right? So yeah. I think you should know by now. I think I I don't know. I mean, I get why he's doing it. There's definitely a lot of, like, the whole arc kind of stretched out, too. Like, you really don't have to know who she is for her to be a great character. Um, and But I, I love that, like, she's already, she herself has built up this whole mystery. Like, she doesn't want to show her face. So I'm like, okay, who is this real person under there? Like, it, it really is, like, kind of like the, the subplot, but it's... It's very much like I just need to know now. I, I need to know. It's but so good. The the thing that that makes me wonder is like so if they're going back to the old Donald Blake Thor kind of uh, uh, mythos, you know, where it was the fact that Donald Blake finds the hammer and when he or he finds a walking stick and when he hits it down, it turns in he turns him into Thor. So basically, they switch places. You know, he doesn't become Thor in that aspect. You know, it's like Thor oh, is his see. own Thor is his own person, and they just kind of switch places, um, and then they kind of did away with that. But it seems like that's what this is gonna be. Like she inhabits the god of Thor or something. I I don't know. It's just theory. But I, cause... well, I thought that I mean there was people that carried uh, Thor's hammer before, and you know they've they've changed, haven't they? I I've seen like a Black Widow panel before where she's like picked up her. Uh... Picked really? up his hammer at some point, like in the past. Yeah, maybe it was fan art. I don't know, but it was amazing. I'll send it your way. It looked real. <laughs> nah, I mean, I I know like Hulk has held held it before and stuff like that, but that's that's the whole thing. It's like this is a new style of Thor, so I, I don't know. Like, it, to me, it, it seems like they're going with that old Donald Blake idea of you know, because uh, of you know, there's the the way she speaks and there's the thought bubbles, you know. So the thought bubbles are the human side of her. You know, yeah, like like her real identity. So interesting. But May is a really long time to wait. So but the other thing is, you know, is the series going to pause while Secret Wars going on? I, You know, I'm still confused by all that stuff. Yeah. Um, Another Marvel thing. Uh, you know, I know you haven't been reading uh, uh, Carrie Andrews um, Iron Fist, but uh, they announced the other day that it, it's it's ending at issue 12. And it's a really good book. Um, I mean, it seems like, it, you know, 
it was probably set out from the beginning to be a 12 parter, but mm-hmm. they didn't announce it like that. So, you know, it's just like with, with, uh, you know, She-Hulk and, and stuff like that, you know, you, you're getting these series that, uh, you know, they're not announcing as a mini series, but you know, 12, 13 issues and you know, it's done. It looks like that's the way Ghost Rider is going to be. Um, you know, they kind of did that with Daredevil. Oh, don't remind me. I know you're still lamenting for, for Ghost Rider, aren't you? I was not expecting that. <laughs> I mean, like I, I was, but it wasn't like She-Hulk where I had like lots of time to prepare for myself. Yeah. It was like next issue, final issue. It's like no. Yeah. Well, it makes a good trade paperback. Anyways, um, so yeah, that's that's a bummer. No more Iron Fist. If you have a chance, go pick up those twelve issues. It's totally worth reading. Um, I I I really liked it. I just got caught up on the book the other day too. It's artwork is just fantastic. I'll check it out. Um, are you familiar with the spirit? I know of the spirit, but I've never read the spirit. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. God, Jamie. I, 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 it's really old. Like, it's a really old comic, so I don't know if you could handle that. But it is also one I of, can read old comics. It's the most groundbreaking comic book you'll ever read, too. I mean, Will Eisner's spirit really, is really? It's so fantastic. And Will Eisner like, did amazing things in that book, just, just art-wise and, you know. Yeah, it's fantastic. Um, so, okay, uh, I would definitely, definitely uh, go pick up some of the old Spirit archives and check them out. I mean, just just on a visual aspect alone, just looking at the pages, you know, he did some incredible things. He changed the industry and he he created the graphic novel. Um, but anyways, uh, so the Spirit has been around. Uh, you know, DC had the rights to it for a while. Um, and then uh, recently, uh, Dynamite got a hold of um, the license, and they they just did the uh, the Spirit Rocketeer crossover, which was was pretty good. I, I enjoyed it. Uh, and then okay. mm-hmm. uh, they just announced it the other day that Matt Wagner, one of my favorite artists, like you know, hands down favorite artists, is going to be uh, writing a new Spirit series, um, and. Uh, He's, uh, yeah, he's, this is something that, like, if, if there's anybody that's going to do justice to the spirit, because everybody that's, that's done something with the spirit since Will Eisner has been, it's been pretty bad. Um, even that, that movie, uh, that, uh, Frank Miller did was horrible. Um, it was basically. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was a thing. Mm-hmm. So, um, but the thing is, you know, this is a character that Matt Wagner loves. Uh, Matt, Matt Wagner loves the Golden Age stuff, the pulp stuff. Uh, he was, you know, he did uh, Green Hornet for a long time, and uh, he did Green Hornet Year One, and, and actually got to tell the origin of, of Green Hornet. It's fantastic. So if you're like me, I'm I'm into old, you know, Golden Age uh, characters, and I love it when they revamp them and stuff. Uh, so this is going to be pretty amazing, honestly. I'm I'm really excited. Um, I do like Matt Wagner. I like, um, I, I mean, I haven't finished it, but I like Grendel. Yeah, Grendel's fantastic. Yeah. I mean, that's a lot to read too. So, if you're gonna, if you're gonna it's, tackle yeah, Grendel, it's a lot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like it's like five Bibles. Yeah, it pretty much is. You know, I mean, he's been doing that series for twenty years, something like that. It's pretty insane. No. Um, it following on the Golden Age tip, uh, Mark Wade 
is uh, taking over Justice Inc. The Avenger. He's doing a new series, who Dynamite just got the the uh, the license for as well. So coming out Way of to the, go Dynamite. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it, it's kind of funny because so Condé Nast owns uh, the Shadow, Doc Savage, and um, Justice Inc. Uh, Justice Inc. The Avenger was a pulp character that not a lot of people know about. Um, DC had the rights to it for for a really long time. Um, Jack Kirby actually did a uh, a version of it uh, back in the seventies, and uh, but it's still like it's not you know this big epic uh, you know pulp character like Doc Savage or the Shadow. Um, so I guess Mark Wade is a huge fan, so he jumped through hoops I guess to get this book. And uh, yeah, that'll be out in looks like May. So, a lot of things are happening in May, man. May's going to be the month this year. Yeah, it's this is about the time when everybody starts to uh, announce what's going on in May, because uh, retailers are starting to order their books for May. So you get a lot of announcements. Yeah. Um, one other dynamite thing that I thought this was kind of cool is uh, they're doing in May. They're doing a, a multi crossover event called Swords of Sa- Sorrow. Uh, which is going to be led by Gail Simone. Um, and it's basically all of Dynamite's female characters, like um, uh, Kato from from Green Hornet, Red Sonia, Vampirella, uh, Jungle Girl, Lady Rawhide, Jennifer Blood, all kind of crossing over. And the thing is, it's all being written and drawn by women. So uh, G. Willow Wilson, Margaret Bennett, um, Nancy Collins, and uh, Marigold Scott. So it, it, this sounds really cool, honestly. Um, you know, girl power. Yay. Yay. Dynamite. Yay. Yay. Gail Simone and G Willow Wilson. Exactly. Okay. Um, Dynamite's kind of on a roll right now. It's, it's always yeah. a company that I just was like, Meh. do you put it in? I feel like they were, they were probably like, holy crap. DC and Marvel are doing a lot of things this summer. We should try to do something too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they've, it's where they've got those those books they call them superpowers um it's like reimagining of old like really old um pulp character pulp and um you know golden age characters like the green llama and stuff like that and i believe it's warren ellis is going to be doing an entire reboot of that later this year so they're, they've got some pretty big things coming up this year uh what else do we have we have that, um, well, Scotty Young, uh, who's doing um, Rocky Raccoon and basically every variant cover for Marvel, uh, he tweeted that if Oni Press is really doing an Invader Zim comic, he would quit every job in the world to write and draw it. So, yeah, I mean, as much as uh, I love the work, I love everything he's doing right now, I'm, I'm kind of excited that he's, like, that passionate about Invader Zim. So, that's... I mean, I mean, what do you think? I think the Invader Zim's cool, but I wouldn't be like, yeah, I'm going to throw away my entire career so I can do an Invader Zim comic. But also, he's at the point, I feel like he's at a good point where he can do that, just because he's yeah. working like he's... that. That's like, you know, a good calling card for Oni to be like, hey, uh, you want to work on Invader Zim for us? You want to do some covers? Come on, here, here you go, you know. So, and awesome for oni press to to get that license that's pretty that's pretty big yeah especially for oni who you know sometimes is uh just too you know indie for their own good yeah just just a tad bit 
Hey, uh, so Rob Liefeld's coming back to Image. You excited? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyways, he's he's bringing Bloodstrike and Brigade back. All right. Next story. Uh, speaking <laughs> of returning, uh, Usagi Yojimbo is coming back finally after a, a year's absence. Actually, I, no, I take that back. A three-year absence uh, since we've actually seen a regular Usagi Yojimbo um, story because. Stance guy's been working on um the, his 47 Ronin adaptation, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then uh he just did uh Yusaji Yujimbo um Senso, which was kind of like a it was this awesome thing with um Yusaji uh fighting aliens. It's like it like what if a, a an alien invasion happened during uh you know Yusaji's time? It's pretty it's pretty awesome. Uh, it it if you haven't read it, it it's really good. So anyways, uh, May are picking up with uh, issue 145 on uh, Dark Horse. So be on the lookout for that. Telling you, dude, May. May is the month. This is going to be a crazy year for comics. I, there, uh. There's so much shit going on. And, you know, it's like with all the stuff that DC is doing and Secret Wars and Convergence and Divergence and, you know, up is down, left is right. Cats and dogs getting along. It's a good time to be a comic book reader, yeah? It certainly is. It certainly mm-hmm, is. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's talk some TV shit. Yeah. All right. So I remember, I don't know, about six or seven months ago, me going, Jamie, you really should watch Agents, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And you're going, meh. No. Shit ja- wasn't like that. I was Jamie, like, hey, I was I like, will get to- Jamie, Jamie, you really got to watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Because anytime I suggest something to Jamie, she's like, meh, I'll get to it. Um, And it was like, oh, my God, you loved Winter Soldier. You got to start. Just just start watching S.H.I.E.L.D. right now. Meh. Meh. I got to sleep. And, <laughs> and so. Hey, man, she, I do got to sleep. She never did. And then season two started. I was like, oh my God, Jamie, you got to watch season two. It's even better. It's like, it's like a real comic book at this point. Meh. What happened? I watched it all. <laughs> in, in what, what's time period? Like, like, like in a week, like less than a week. I just, I just binge watched everything. That's a lot to watch. I, I like, I did that thing where you like watch all of, you know, the first season. Um, and then, uh, like you know hulu has usually like that gap of like the second season had already started so they only have like the last three episodes or something so i had to like buy and download those episodes i was missing and then i could continue on and then now after the winter finale it's like well what do i have to live for this Uh. is why i can't watch shows kevin i get too invested in it it's like an emotional roller coaster just everywhere well, what did you think of Mockingbird? Uh, the in. character Bobby, I liked her. I thought uh, I like her character. I, I thought she was great. It, yeah, she's a, she brings something different that wasn't there in season one to the team. Like yeah. I, I like the season two cast. Like I like that there's more people and they're all kind of like doing their thing. Um, but I, I I guess she's gonna be a regular. Yeah, she's gonna be part of the team, so she's not she ain't gonna die anytime soon, at least for now. So I'm um, pretty excited. I like having her around. I love the team now, so. Uh, so they're saying that uh, the, the the synopsis that they've given uh, this upcoming season, uh, once it returns, 
is she's going to be involved in a very mysterious scheme that's going to have grave repercussions for Coulson and his team who are unaware of that another mysterious force is moving against them. I'm saying, mm-hmm. I'm thinking AIM. I think oh, AIM, yeah, yeah. Because AIM is like one of those things where it's like, come on, you got to bring in AIM. You know, Hydra's gone. They're, they're, slowly re, you know they're, they're trying to get their shit back together but aim man yeah i think bring uh, on the uh bring on the yellow hazmat suits oh I, I can't wait to see the beekeeper costumes in person see what they do yeah beekeeper costumes are gonna be oh they'll be great but i mean i love adrian plicky she is gorgeous and you know any kind of uh, uh friday night lights alum for me is uh is a welcome so was she uh was she from that oh yeah yeah well, now sure. I don't like her anymore because you like that show so much. So now, see I this I, Friday Night Lights. <laughs> when you finally sit down and watch it, you're gonna be like, "No, oh, it's so good." I'm I'm, no. wa- I'm watching Parenthood right now, and uh, like because it's uh, Friday Night Lights creators, like, like people that worked on Friday Night Lights, and so like half the cast of Friday Night Lights is on the show. It's pretty. Oh, funny. good lord! It's good great. lord! It's great! It's great! Okay. Anyways. Mm. I'll take your word for it. So it returns soon, right? I think uh, a couple, uh, next couple, month. M- yeah, yeah, next month. So a couple, couple weeks. Uh, and coming up soon, I guess we're getting this year. Uh, they've already started shooting uh, Jessica Jones, aka Jessica Jones. Um, started shooting two weeks ago. Um, and nice. They just announced that uh, there's three new people added to the cast. Um. It looks like we've got uh, Ika Darval from the originals. Mm-hmm. I have no idea who she is. Um, Aaron Morty from uh, Kings of Summer. Again, don't know. Who did that not. Is. Yep, did not watch that. And Will Traval from Red Window. Again, don't know any of these people. But you know what? Hey, more people on this show, the better. Uh, it looks like. Uh, you know they're all playing characters that are created for the show. Cool. Yeah, nothing, nothing like groundbreaking. No new like major cast members like are gonna show up. It it, it is interesting though. They said that uh, uh, Morty will play Hope, a young girl who becomes a client for Alias Investigations. You're excited, huh? Well, I already put it on my Netflix queue or whatever <laughs> the list. It's I because it's all on there now. I mean, it just hasn't been made, but it's on my list. Yeah. So pretty funny right if marvel makes it at this point i'll watch it yeah pretty much i mean you know nothing. But, uh, you, you never read the comic book or anything like that right no yeah jessica jones is probably the character i know the least about but the thing is i think you would kind of love it it's totally it's 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 a total jamie kind of book because she's snar- i'll put she's, it on my list she's snarky she's bitchy she's she's jamie you know sounds basically. nothing like me oh no not at all no, no, no. I'll put it on my list, all right? I got a lot of things to read and watch, according to you. So Of course. So you could you could read Alias while you watch Friday Night Lights. <laughs> oh. Hey, um God. speaking of stuff that you've never read, have you ever heard of uh Dreadstar? I've heard of it. Yeah, right. Come on. 
Okay, I'm totally bullshitting you. I've never heard of you it. you heard of it when you read the story before we started the show. <laughs> when right? I read this when I read this line right now in front of me on my computer, yeah. <laughs> well, Go on, tell me. Tell me. I'm a total noob, you know that. Okay, so uh Dreadstar was this comic book by Jim Starlin who was, you know, created the uh uh kind of cosmic universe as we know it in the marvel universe and he did his own kind of character for um epic comics called Dreadstar. it's kind of like a pirate sci-fi story it's okay um and and he's going to war against the the church of instrumentality um and the monarchy it's like very like weird pirate politics and stuff um and he has this like sword that has a little axe in it and stuff. It's very, it's, it was very like hippie surreal, like Starlin was doing back in those days. Um, and well, it's getting made into a TV show. What channel was it going to be on? Well, it is at, see, now the weird thing is, have you heard of, uh, UCP? UCP? It's part of, uh, NBC Universal Television Cable Entertainment. I have never heard of that channel in my life. I think it's like one of those things where they they kind of maybe the, it's like a giant blanket and they you know develop things and then decide where within the NBC because NBC owns um, a lot of different channels like sci-fi and stuff right. like that. Right. Anyways, uh, so it's another TV show that you're not going to watch, and then I will watch it. It'll get canceled, and you're like, I should have watched that. Oh, you mean like how I watch Constantine, and that's still kind of getting canceled because i watched it it's like this is why i can't get invested into anything <laughs> yeah pretty much well another show that uh, you might want to get invested into is uh so i guess they've actually ordered a pilot for lucifer which is uh based on the dc's um sandman series which is oh, okay. kind of weird it was like oh here we're gonna do this sandman story without having sandman in it so that's going to be on Fox. I guess their Fox is going, hey, Gotham works. What else you got? What else can we... Well, isn't well, isn't Sandman getting turned into a film, though? Eventually. They're, they keep threatening to do that. But, you know, there's been talk of that oh, for 20-something years. Um, but, I mean, I guess it's supposedly it's on, on the slate. But, you know, who the fuck knows about that one? Um, but the uh, interesting thing is um, Len Wiseman is actually uh, directing it, so... He's a big name. Yeah. All right. All right. Anyways, that's that's TV stuff. Isn't that exciting? So exciting. Yeah. Uh, I guess we'll have to go on to movie news now. There's, there's way too much fucking TV to watch, though. That's the problem. That already. I, I mean, it's like it's like I got way too much stuff to watch. I don't know where I find the time to read comic books, watch TV and see movies. I, I don't see movies anymore. Honestly, I don't I don't go to the movies anymore. Well, you should because I, I uh, should. I should. Did you go see Fifty Shades of Grey? I wanted to, but uh, no one wanted to see with me. So you know, I wonder why. <laughs> Probably because it's a horrible movie. I haven't seen it, and it just it just sounds horrible. I mean, it seems horrible. The book was horrible. Um, I just the book was pretty bad, and and it was the number one selling movie. And it's about beating people. I don't know. No. Uh -uh. Um, but then uh, Kingsman Secret Service came in number two this week. 
which is based on comic book, and it's about killing people. So you know, beating people, killing people. Hey, you know, whatever. Um, I I just sure. can't I can't understand going to the movie theater to and watching basically porn with like an audience of like three or four hundred people. Uh, dude, I'm sure if it actually was porn, it would have better reviews because I guess that's what uh. Well, I, I it's funny. I don't know if you heard, but the uh, the director of that film, who uh, she also worked on Nowhere Boy. I can't remember her name, but she's uh the wife of that actor from Kick-Ass, the main character. Mm-hmm. And um, basically, after her experience of directing Fifty Shades, she's like not wanting to direct a movie ever again because the author, I was it E.L. James, she basically signed on that like, oh, if you make my book into a movie, I'm going to have a lot of creative control. And they're like, sure. And that's one of the reasons why they think the movie was so shitty because there was so many things that she wanted to keep to the book or keep to her style and they bumped heads a lot and so that's you know i'm not trying to say that it would not have been a shitty movie otherwise but i feel like you know too much creative control exactly just a little you know a little bit because i mean if you give someone who wrote a shitty book creative control to work on a shitty movie then you're just gonna get shit yeah so there was there was nothing to really you know get from that but I hear there's already going to be uh, two sequels lined up. Of course. So. I mean, when when you have a number one box office selling movie, you're going to get a sequel. Mm. Anyways, so, uh, yeah, I, I haven't seen Kingsman yet. I hear it's pretty good. Um, I've read mixed reviews, so. Also so. a movie that no one wanted to watch with me. Not a single person. Yeah. I did. I haven't been to the movies in like 80 years. I haven't been in the movies in a really long time. Yeah. It's like, if I can watch it at home, I'll watch it at home. You know, it's just good. I, I don't have to worry about people talking. It's, I, I always, I'm the guy who has to shush somebody, you know, it's like, yeah, d- dude, come on, have your conversation outside. I just, I can't, yeah. I can't handle it. And and I don't like popcorn. So you don't, you don't like popcorn. Wait, pop- wait, wait, yeah. what? Popcorn, it's just what? I, I mean, I, I like it, but it gets like it gets stuck in your teeth and then ugh, ugh, yeah. It's and the then you can like put powder in it now and like extra oh, butter. Like popcorn ugh, is a thing, man. No, dude, ugh. popcorn is the movies. Like no. you go there and you start whooping at the screen. You're like, woohoo! I'm gonna see that movie next trailer. Or you know, and you like go like when you go to like midnight showings, like, and uh, everyone's that, like whooping at the same thing. That kind of stuff is fun, you know. When 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 it's it's you know opening night or whatever that that's fun but it's also but it's like maybe it's just because i live in the ghetto i don't know but um it's just not a, it's never a pleasant experience there's always some guy like you know it's like don't bring your kids to the movies and then get mad at me when i tell them to shut up jeez <laughs> it's cranky guy back there because he didn't get his popcorn <laughs> No, because my wife got popcorn, and then I'm going to start eating it, and then, like, for two days later, I'm picking it out of my teeth. (sighs) Anyways. All right. What else do we have? We have that Universal is uh, teasing the future for Back to the Future for 2015, because the movie is now 30 years old, and um, went once it reaches October, and uh, 2015 is the iconic year from Back to the Future Part Two, so it looks like Bob Gale, the producer, and the director Zemeckis, 
um, say that they have books in the works and a ton of fan celebrations, which I'm probably going to attend. Of course. And, um, you know, I think it's just going to be a good year to be a Back to the Future fan. So pretty stoked. I think we'll see a Back to the Future comic book. Dude. Um, that that's I, it's got to be in the works. Somebody's right next somebody's to my Bill and Ted comic. Yeah, right next to it. I'm sure. I um, love Back to the Future. Yeah, I mean, and and maybe, uh, yeah, I, God, that's the one movie you just cannot do a, re- a remake of. Like, if they said, "Hey, we're gonna do a remake of of Back to the Future," I think I would have to kill somebody. I would be pretty. I would be pretty sad. There's only I mean, one. There's like, only one person I know that would be excited about it and he writes for a website (laughs) okay i'm just all i'm saying is there's no way a remake can even be thought of unless we get our hoverboards exactly it is is 2015 i still don't have my goddamn where's my goddamn hoverboards and why is the double tie not cool exactly where are my lace my my, uh, my shoes that just lace up on where are my jackets that i can uh Exactly, and the jacket that has a hair dryer in it. Exactly. Like, where's my, where's my '80s cafe? Where can I go in Los Angeles to go to an '80s cafe that's well, as cool as that one where those, Michael Jackson is my waiter? Those are all over the place. Come on now. I'm just, you got to tell me because I just don't know. I don't know where to find these futuristic things. Where is Jaws 19? That's what. Well, that's thankfully no we don't have that. But that's um. No question. <laughs> I I I say we're gonna get a comic book, for sure, for sure. Somebody's got got the license for for because I mean there's there's really nothing else to turn into a comic book at this point. Um, so yeah, Bill and Ted, big uh, trouble, big big trouble in Little China. Why so, not? Why not Back to the Future? Um, so it looks like uh uh The Rock kind of made a statement that uh you know. My, it's 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 spread a lot of speculation across the uh, the internet, but he says that uh, he he and I quote, one day you will see Black Adam go at it with Superman or Batman or any of the DC characters. All right. So uh, maybe we'll we'll see Black Adam uh, in in this Justice League movie that they keep talking about. That'd be kind of that'd be kind of cool. You know? Yay! Yay! So excited. What else we got? We got that Marina uh, Bakarin from uh, she's in Gotham, and she also played Inara from Firefly. Whoop whoop mm-hmm. has been uh, cast as the lead in Deadpool for that new Deadpool film. But at this point, we don't know who she could be. But there's been speculation that it could be Copycat, Siren, Shikla typhoid mary and i think the big one is domino now okay uh typhoid mary they don't have the rights to because this is fox um siren is possible copycat i don't think so i think that would fall under marvel so you can get rid of those okay um so it it would be rad if it's it's domino because then they could tie it into the x-men side of things um Typhoid Mary would have been cool, but that's a that's a Daredevil character, and you know that's Netflix. Oh, uh, okay. So, uh, yeah, um, and I don't know who 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 Shikla is. 
never heard of her. I, I guess I, he was a romantic interest for Deadpool at some point. Oh well, yeah, but he's had like I guess like some, I remember some like like thirty different women in his life, and he just got married to some woman. I I don't know. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't really care about the Deadpool movie. I mean, it looks the that that test footage looked amazing, but I'm not a Deadpool fan, honestly. From time to time, it's funny, but yeah. Yeah. Some. It, it could be. I'm sure I'll be eating my words when when the movie comes out. Uh, okay. I think I heard you squeal yesterday when this 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 announcement came out. What happened? Um, I guess uh, Neil Blomkamp is officially making a new Alien film. Woo! This is actually. I th- I, I'm excited. I think this is pretty rad. I mean, uh, yeah. I, I think Neil Blomkamp is... is I, I can't wait to see Chappie. I think Chappie looks great. I'm excited about Chappie. Um, I like District 9, so yeah, right yeah, on, District man. District 9 was fantastic. Elysium? Eh, looked nice. But, uh, uh, yeah, you know, you can't... Not, not, you, you don't hit home runs every time you step up to the plate. But, uh, I mean, Chappie... I, I, I think Chappie looks great. So... I could be completely wrong about that one, but an alien film. Yeah. I feel like, see, the thing is, I feel like, well, my feelings at least towards alien aren't that of, you know, like it's not like back to the future where I feel like, Oh man, it just can't be touched because I feel like there's been so many alien films and then plus Prometheus, which, you know, initially wasn't an alien film and totally is, but it's been sort of hit or miss. I mean, the first two, of course, amazing classic, but at this point, what I feel like wherever he, puts himself in the timeline you know or somewhere completely different like i'd be all for it i just want to see more aliens (laughs) just you know and not alien versus predator because i watched both of those and they're pretty bad but in like a really good bad way no they're just bad no Um, they're actually all right no 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 they're they're pretty bad they're pretty good they're just good now the first one especially Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I'll let you keep thinking that. Anyway, so <laughs> I'm pretty stoked though. I'm the more xenomorphs, the better. Just all up in my life. Yeah. So. Well, that's exciting, I guess. Right. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, looks like uh, Brian Singer's cast a young Nightcrawler for X Men Apocalypse. Yay! More young X Men. I'm so excited. So, uh, with with uh, Age of Apocalypse, um, they are actually going to be setting this one in the '80s, so they can bring in you know all the the X Men of the '80s. Um, they've already casted uh, two young actors to play Scott and Jean and Storm. Um, so I guess that means three. Uh, so now this week they announced that uh, Cody Smith McPhee will play Nightcrawler. Um, he's only 18, but, uh, he was in the road, let me in and Dawn of the planet of the apes, which he was actually really good in Dawn of the planet of the apes. So I, I think this is a cool choice. Um, I, I loved what they did with nightcrawler in X2. It was, he was my favorite character in that movie. Um, that was a good movie. Just yeah, all around uh, X2 yeah. was fantastic. Yeah. Freaking fantastic movie. Um, so yeah, I'm, so we know we're getting Nightcrawler, Storm, uh, Gene, and Cyclops, and then uh, there's there's rumors that that 
Colossus is going to be in it, but it's not going to be the kid who's been playing Colossus for all the other movies, which is kind of funny. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I, I love, don't get me wrong, I love that they're going, like, full, you know, timeline jump, just like how X-Men would, and I love Nightcrawler as a character, so thank God they're bringing him in, or back into the series, because I love X2, but um, I, at this point, you know, it just, uh, I feel like, I hope that they develop the characters that are still there. Like, I'm not saying that, you know, all the, the actors have to be there, but I'm tired of seeing Rogue as movie Rogue, because she's not that great. Oh, I mean, she's she's basically, you know, more Kitty Pride than she is Rogue. Like, young Kitty Pride than she, she is She, like, Rogue. doesn't do anything. No, no. She does not do anything, yeah. And so I hope that, you know, I know they keep bringing more characters in, but... Come on, man. Work with what you got. And That's have, what I want to say. They haven't said whether or not uh, uh, Hugh Jackman's going to be in this one. Yeah, I could do without that. But then what do you do about Wolverine? I mean, Wolverine was an essential part of the storyline. That's just, true. Just saying. Just saying. Um, Does it, wait, is this going to have also Michael Fassbender and uh, don't James know. McAvoy? Don't know. Okay. They haven't, right, said, they right. haven't said yet. Um, it, I'm sure it is. I'm, I'm, Actually, it, no, it, sorry. It does. It does say uh, it includes returning cast members: James McAvoy, Fassbender, Jennifer Lawrence, Nicholas Holt as Beast, and Evan Peters. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, so I it does say that, that part. Bombs. Okay, cool. Well, and it's just it's just actually just called X Men Apocalypse. They they dropped the age of part. Oh, cool. Um, so maybe it's just apocalypse. We're we're, we're not getting this really weird, you know futuristic alternate universe version of it I, I don't know anyways moving on uh scott mcleod's the sculptor which is a fantastic graphic novel that everybody needs to go out and read because scott mcleod is amazing uh it came out two weeks ago and it's already been optioned by sony as a major motion pictures so wow that's really fast yeah i mean i'm sure it, it probably got licensed before it even came out you know that's mm, it, yeah, at, yeah at this point if you have a comic book that's decent you can get you can get a movie made you know everybody wants it you know comic books are the it thing right now man come on you know uh what was it uh uh this week's uh you know kingsman that was that was option before the, the comic book even came out so yeah well that guy just gives his books away it's um, like here, take it, make Mar a movie. I don't care. Mark Millar. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, that's what he does. Um. All right, it's all right. No, I guess that's it for for the news, huh? Damn, that was yeah. a lot. You want to talk about some comic books? I sure do. All right. Uh, let's start out with Silk Number One. Okay. I made fun of this book. I was like, I can't believe they're doing this book. This costume looks horrible. Uh, and I still agree with the costume looks horrible. And and I didn't really like the character when she showed up in, uh, in, in Spider-Man. But you know what? God damn it. This book is good. Uh, so Silk is a character that came out of uh, this whole Spider-Verse thing that's been going on. Uh, she was she was one of the main characters. They kind of actually it started out in um, uh, original sin. 
she was like this she she basically is a character that got bitten by the same radioactive spider that uh spider-man got bitten by so um and then she is she from the same universe mm-hmm Hell yeah, yeah. Okay. So basically it was like, well, nobody ever said what happened to that spider that originally bit Spider-Man. And so it's like, bite Spider-Man goes, ouch, and then it kind of wanders off and finds Silk and bites her. So there could have been more people that got bit by that damn spider in the same day. Um, So, but the thing is, so as as she's developing her powers and she's finding all this stuff out and stuff... um, she's being hunted by um the uh inquisitors or whatever the fuck they're called from spider-verse that i did not enjoy um and she's being hunted so uh, ezekiel one of the characters from um spider-man just uh puts her in a bunker and uh puts her there for 10 years and all she does is watch tapes of spider-man fighting no contact with the outside world she comes out and uh you know she's goes to work for a news channel because that's what you do when you come out of a bunker of 10 after 10 years. Um, and, uh, she's actually, this book is really, really good. It was a big surprise because it was a character I didn't really care about, but Marvel was putting a lot of their eggs in their basket with this one, thinking that they had like their version of uh, Batgirl and then it ended up being spider Gwen. Um, but surprisingly this book is really, really good. I, I really enjoyed it. It's got that kind of Batgirl vibe to it. The artwork's very cartoonish, you know? Um, it's, uh, but the storytelling on it is really good. The layouts are great. The coloring on it is fantastic. Um, and I actually enjoy the character. No. What do you think? Um, it was all right. I, I'm not as, I didn't like it as much as you did. And maybe it's because I, I didn't, read her all throughout Spider-Verse. Like, I only read Spider-Woman number one and some of the Spider-Verse stuff. So, like, that's... I've seen her, you know, throughout. But, I like, I didn't realize, like, all the bunker stuff I was kind of lost at. And um, I felt like the book... Like, I definitely get that it, it's trying to be, like... Or not trying to be, but it's very similar to Batgirl because they're both... You know, it's, like, young women, like, kind of college, post-college, like, working. And, you know, it, like, the art's very similar um, I like the art, but um, I yeah even the jokes like I I like the Pokemon reference, but yeah. I just uh, the jokes were kind of hit and miss for me. I, I love, but I do love. I think most of all is her interactions with uh with Peter because it had been made clear that they had a thing. Well, the whole thing is so, so she emits a, a like a pheromone, um, and so it's like a. a I guess how spiders when they they mate or whatever one of them gives off a really strong pheromone that attracts them and that's how they create babies and so um that's uh what she does with spider-man so they can't like like anytime they're together it's just like primal urges so they they have to like kind of separate each other um and supposedly at the end of spider-verse it wasn't so bad but uh she lost part of it i don't know um have yet to see but uh yeah so but yeah the interaction with spider-man in this is great yeah because he at the end of like you know he's like eating a sandwich on the rooftop on like on the phone with her and he's like oh you want to should come over and she's like yeah no <laughs> like yeah it's like eh, like this is probably gonna be a bad decision and i'm like you 
that you go girl because it is a bad decision don't don't go over there um but yeah like i i would definitely read the second issue but um yeah, it was all right i liked it i to me it was it was the book that i was like oh this is gonna suck um why are they doing this all oh, right, right like like it was just the you could tell it was just like oh we need our we need our back girl um and, and I kind of like her costume. I, I don't like it at all. I think it's ugly. I didn't like it where it was just straight webs. But oh, I, I like didn't that like that like either. Black but... boots and like black, you know, arm warmer gloves. And then she's got the bandana. And I'm like, all right. I love cowboys and stuff. So, <laughs> so well, like... I, I think it's just I don't like the red in it. I don't like the red, the red, the gray, and the black together or something. There's just something about this costume I just don't like. I don't think it's that cool. Shh. Fashion police. Totally. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> if you get the chance, pick it up. I enjoyed it. It's written by Robbie Thompson, who I had no idea who this guy was. Ends up, um, he was a writer on uh, one of your favorite TV shows, um, Supernatural. So. Aw, yeah. And uh, the artwork My is, is Stacy Lee, who is, uh, this is like kind of her first comic book work. Uh, well, not first, but she did some stuff on uh, the, the last New Warriors series. But this is like her first, like, you know, they're launching a series with her. Um, I guess she just did fill-in yeah. work for New Warriors. Um, but her art is fantastic. She's a, a Tumblr chick. Yeah, really you know, good. She, she, she blew up on Tumblr, and, you know, so she's kind of like like a Babstar kind of thing. Um, just doing fan art and graphic design and uh, got noticed. So, yeah, I mean, pick this, pick the book up. It's good. I like it. I, I, I give it a go. Um... Moon Knight number 12. I uh, liked it, but maybe it's because it's been a while since the last issue. I got a little confused, so you may have to clear it up for me. Um, but what is... Okay, so let me, let's run through it real quick. So basically, last issue, uh, Spectre is falling out of the Guantanamo-style jail cell he's in from an airplane. Yeah. And he's falling to his death, and he literally kind of it seems like he guilted Khonshu into coming back to him. It's like, wow, like way to treat your vets or something. And he's like, all right. And he joins back with him. And so, and you know, thanks to him, like he landed in water and kind of saved him from the fall or something. Yes. Um, and then at that point, suddenly Khonshu does not want to be with the doctor. Yes. Is that what's uh, going like? Um, and then turns out, she isn't who she says she is. Well, I mean, like, she all that stuff in Africa, I guess, had happened, but she was really, like, not in a village. That man that she was trying to kill wasn't terrorizing her family. She was actually, like, the, uh, a rich what is it, like, the governor. Kind of well, yeah. yeah, she comes from Yeah, wealthy like, the family. daughter, and, and the guy that she was trying to kill was actually, like, a rebel who, you know, they were trying to overturn them because of the chaos that they brought. And, you know, it, it was sort of a vice versa and at this point she's just trying to get money yeah and so i think you know and then by that point i think Conchu was like oh she's totally losing it you know i'm gonna head back to my boy uh specter over here so um and then it kind of comes full circle is this like the end of the arc here uh i believe so yeah yeah um uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, I liked it. I just thought uh, I, I felt like it moved a little bit too fast. I thought it was just like I, I, I was really happy that Wood took over the series and like really kind of did it justice, but still brought it in like like he he brought in more of the episodic 
feel to that the series didn't have you know instead of there you know because before it was just like a one and done kind of thing that only tied into the end where this was like each issue led into the other right um right i i did not like this issue i was just like really really this is how you're gonna wrap it up you know it's like it's like oh she's really shitty oh okay it, it was either yeah like you said rushed or i just you know, it's like all of a sudden he like, hey, I'm going to call this blogger and she's going to, you know, do things for me. And it's like, who is this girl? She's we've never heard of her before. And all of a sudden she's like Mark's best friend. It's like, what? Huh? Yeah, I thought I think she had been mentioned way earlier on. But I yeah, it was like too far back for me to remember that. Yeah. Like, you know, and may, maybe, you know, maybe that's us. Like maybe the book is just better as a trade. But I felt like with the pacing and everything that was happening, like. Yeah, this issue happened way too fast. Um, Because even, yeah, that stuff where I'm like, did he just, like, it was really that easy to get Conchu back? Because it, like, really? Like, (laughs) I don't know. It's it's sort of just, I felt like it happened out of nowhere. And, yeah, I I felt like they could have drawn it out at least, like, another issue. Yeah. Um, Like, for, like, an epic fight or something. But no. I would have loved to see Moon Knight versus Moon Knight or something of that nature. Yeah, that's what I was totally, that's what I was totally thinking. Like, you know, she's, she's going to, we never did see her, you know, actually in the Moon Knight costume being Moon Knight, really. You know, it's like, I don't know. Yeah. It was a bummer. I was, I was, I wasn't where the storyline went. I was just kind of like, eh, or I, I loved, I loved the last issue. That was, I think that was my biggest thing was like the last issue was so good with like when you found out that he was actually on a plane, you know, like, right. That was awesome. And I was like, oh, this is going to be great. And, it was kind of like the ep- the epic climactic ending that went nowhere. Yeah. So. Well, the art's really good. <laughs> oh, the artwork is fantastic. Yeah, I, I mean, loved it. Greenwood is our Greg Smallwood just kills it on this issue, especially. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, with with his, he's got that those subtle nods still to Declan Shelby in this when when you see um, that those final pages when when he's in the suit finally, you know, like the white suit just yeah so good so i love to like as he's falling in the first couple panels as like like conchu is starting to like clasp around his face and then it just becomes the the mask and the beak and i'm like oh dude like that's awesome yeah so um Um, i still liked it like i still like the series overall but i kind of want to give it another go but like this issue just as an issue is like not the strongest yeah it's gonna be interesting to see where it goes from here so yeah the book that made you cry this week she hulk it's over i didn't cry you cried because it's done you I, called me in tears and you're yeah, like she looks over I go. oh my god no i was like man it's it's just like i was preparing myself and i mean but the thing is it didn't even end on a sad note it was very much like hey like here we go, next adventure, and I'm like, thank you, thank you guys. Like, this is exactly like now I can move on with my life and still be happy with all of this. Um, so basically, the issue, so She-Hulk number twelve, it wraps up everything that started with this blue file, um, which, whenever investigated, would like turn the the reader or whatever against whoever was asking the Inquirer. So we never really got to the bottom of it. And there were some parts where it just like never answered anything. And finally we realized that one of the 
one of She-Hulk's allies, Nightwatch, was actually a bad guy this whole time. And thanks to Shocker and a couple other villains, they set this spell, like, years ago, where he he basically used them and, you know, like, changed everyone's memory and he became this this good guy. But, like, no one remembered that he used to be a villain. And so uh, Angie Huang and Hei Hei, the, um, the monkey... Uh, who are super powered and we still don't know why or how <laughs> the monkey that turned into uh, a flying demon monkey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it was, it's awesome. I love them, but like how, um, uh, so they find everything and it turns into this huge battle with Hellcat and this whole like lecture about what it means to be a hero. And, you know, it was great. And also like, obviously like last issue, it was time to wrap it up. So the issue is moving a little fast, but um, by the time it got to the end, like they're back at their, you know, their office, and obviously it's trash because Titania was there. And uh, who's moving in? But uh, Howard the Duck <laughs> yeah. moving in the apartment building. Little, little uh, uh, guest appearance by Howard the Duck there. Yeah, I was like, oh my god, so great, so great. Um, as I, as I was sobbing. Um, but uh, and then now the way the issue ends is uh, the team, you know, they're all together again because at some point she was trying to fire Angie after she was like possessed and they're all good. And now she's got a letter saying that the Inhumans who she represents uh, are calling her to uh, to defend them in court because the U.N. is trying to uh, sue them because in Charles Sewell's Inhuman uh when medusa goes access on everyone she goes and threatens war and murder and stuff to the un it's like not something you should do and so spider-man has to stop her and that's where she hulk and the group were headed so i'm looking forward to maybe a guest appearance on that book so but i mean amazing issue javier polito always i feel like his art like the panel layouts were a lot stronger last issue because there was a lot more like their fights and stuff. There was a lot more creative, but um, I still like what he did here. And uh, overall, just you know, it's a good fun issue to end end on a good note with with the series. So really happy with it. That double page spread where she's about to lay into uh, the night whatever his name is, <laughs> Nighthawk. Nightwatch N- and Nightwatch, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, where she like like that two page spread with the white background. Just yeah, awesome. so good. So it's freaking, oh. yeah. Polito kills it on this book. Um, I'm curious to see where he's gonna go after this. Yeah, yeah I haven't heard anything about what he's doing post post She Hulk. Um, yeah, this is this was a great series. Uh, there was those two filler issues or whatever I thought were just okay, but uh, as as a whole, this series was great. 12 issues i mean I'm, I'm bummed to see it go but the nice thing is they left it so you know it could return yeah um but she hulk's gonna be in that uh a force yeah so she'll mm-hmm. probably be a, a major character in that so she's always been well, yeah Avenger. she's the one um she's the leader of the team yeah yeah so yeah that maybe they had to make room for that that's why uh, who knows yeah um i just thought it was funny because you know uh, Nightwatch is, you know, this is the first time we've ever seen this character in the series, you know, so it's not like he was some classic old character. I love the fact that he looks like Spawn. 
Um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's like, oh, well, that's why it's completely retconned. Awesome. Right. So, uh, but yeah, great issue. Pick up all 12 issues if you haven't. I think we've raved about it enough. Uh, last book we got this week, Deadly Class. Dude, what did you think? Oh, man, I absolutely love Wes Craig's art. I mean, he is just a beast. Right. His layouts are so just, they're genius. I love how he always, he does, like, the tilted, he'll do, like, you know, the tilted panels and stuff. Right. So, I, I mean, if you haven't been reading Deadly Class, we we shouldn't yeah just stop listening to this podcast because uh we don't just like go it. read it yeah put yeah. put us down go read it right now it's only 11 issues come on it's quick read um so it's a bunch of assa- kids that are going to school to be assassins and killers and stuff like that and this group decides that they're gonna yeah anyways it's they take on these racist guys and it goes horribly wrong and uh what what, what do they call the guy fuckface yeah yeah, so uh, they go to take on Fuckface to get back uh, somebody's head, basically, right? <laughs> uh, so they don't go to gang wars over... Anyways, it, there's a lot that's happened in this yeah, book. Yeah, that's, that's the character's name. Um, and it, this was... This is yeah, much... it's uh, Maria's boyfriend's head. Yeah, so... Uh, yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it, this book is getting really interesting. Um, and this is this is pretty much the, the this is like the the climactic ending of this storyline, right? Yeah. Um, well, so, we actually well it leaves off on a very um I mean it's the end of the battle, but it's uh, yeah. yeah kind of ends on a more fucked up note, <laughs> which is like what God if I this book just keeps getting more fucked up and it's so awesome, <laughs> so awesomely fucked up. Yeah, I mean Rick Remender, this is the book that he was. I think he was just he's always wanted to do you know it's 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 punk rock assassins you know kids getting just, just oh yeah it's just fucked up this book i mean last issue was really fucked up and then this issue like the pitchfork to the head scene ugh. the his mother being trapped in a cage in the basement with a pig nose on it ugh. oh isn't that like the lady from the orphanage this is right yeah, because oh. he recognized her. He's like Mrs. Ranks. Oh, that's and it's like, right. Like okay. Mar- Marcus, my boy. And I was like, <gasps> shut up, that bitch. <laughs> and, and then and then fuckface says basically she's been their sex her you know their sex slave for for a long time and being kept with the dogs. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah. Oh man, Mm-mm. this artwork though is just fantastic. Oh. So good. So good. Anyways, Deadly Class, just go pick it up. I, I we shouldn't even be reviewing it because every issue is going to be good. It just, there there hasn't been a bad issue. This is yeah. this is this is where Remender needs to go. Just stop doing Marvel books. Do this full time, please, Rick. I keep saying that. Rick doesn't like us anyway, so it doesn't matter. Um, he likes me. <laughs> just saying. Just saying. Uh, let's see uh, a couple other books that came out this week that uh, definitely worth picking up. Um, Star Lord always good. Continuing on with the uh, Black Mirror saga or Black Vortex saga, uh, good storyline for sure. Uh, book that definitely worth picking up is uh, Secret Identities Number One. It's a new superhero book written by um, 
Jay Farber and Brian Jones uh, with artwork by Ilzia Kaczynski's I don't even know want to attempt to say his last name <laughs> the art his artwork is fantastic he's a uh, another just artist that came up through the internet ranks you know he's really popular on uh, deviant deviant art and stuff like that and uh, got his got a book and it's really good I really enjoyed it actually um, it if you're a fan of, um, you know, what am I thinking of? Um, just, just superhero books in general. Uh, this is this is a good one, really. Pick it up. Um, and then, what else we got? What anything else you're excited about this week? Um, well, I think that if you like Diddley Class this week, you should definitely um, catch up on Remender's all new Cap series because uh, yeah. it just literally like it just got dark man like it, it got really dark there and uh like it left on just an awful like note like deadly class i was like wow like I'm, i just go from one depressing book onto another depressing book but um you know i it also feels like because at the beginning of his last cap run like it the way it ended it felt very like forced like he was mandated to end it at a certain point and um but at the beginning it was so strong and i feel like we're Sam Wilson is now it's like this is like the tone of it is everything Rick Remender like if you're a Rick Remender fan like this is a book to read and I think it was one of my favorite titles this week so pick that up um also I I keep going back and forth um with uh with with uh Black Widow it's the book that like I'll I won't read for a couple months and then I'll, I'll pick it up again and read like six issues in a row this issue fuck it's just 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 pick it up like winter soldier shows up in it and yeah it's it's just really really good um and yeah nathan edmondson and phil noto are a great combination i, I really like nathan edmondson he's he's uh he's really becoming a writer that i just really enjoy a lot of his books um punisher is just fantastic um so yeah pick up that for sure um anything else that's it right yeah. yeah i got nothing else all right uh you can go over to eatgeekplay.com and uh follow us follow us on twitter uh facebook or uh instagram just eatgeekplay help this site out go buy a t-shirt or a geeks against humanity deck it's just uh cards against humanity cards about like geek topics that can be shuffled into your your cards against humanity decks go hang out with us at uh, long beach comic expo and uh Jamie, where can people find you? Uh, you guys can find me on all the social media networks at uh, Jamie Rosaurus. And yeah, I'll be at Long Beach too. So woohoo, come yeah. visit us. Come hang out. Watch me make a fool out of myself while talking to Chris Claremont. Because, yeah, no pressure. All right, guys. Uh, I'm out of coffee. And I'm out of geek. See you next week. And now for a brief commercial. Hey, hey, you guys. It's me, MTR, also known as Matt the Rat. And we're having a live show over in Fullerton, California at 215 West Commonwealth Avenue at the Comic Book Hideout, Saturday, February 21st. We're raffling off some awesome comics, including a 
Silver Surfer signed by Stan Lee, giving away Arkham Asylum first printing, uh, Infinity Gauntlet, and so much more. It is from 7 to 10 p.m. Saturday, February 21st. So come on over, hang out with us, get some free food, have some laughs, get some free comics, and enjoy the whole damn shit dig. So check out Chaos After Dark live at the Comic Book Hideout. <laughs> 